This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. The world is still abuzz after an altercation that took place last Saturday that saw a co-captain of a riverboat in Alabama attacked by a group of white boaters only to see a large number of black people come to the defense of the co-captain, and they literally took matters into their own hands. With the top of this issue is political commentator Opio Ciccone. Good morning, Opio. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing great. That's good. Opio, uh, four of the white voters involved in the incident have been charged already. Richard Roberts, 48, uh, on two counts of third-degree assault. Alan Todd, 23, one count of third-degree assault. Zachary Chase Shipman, 25, one count of third-degree assault. And Mary Todd, 21, is charged with third-degree assault as well. And, Opio, you know, many people have seen this video of this incident. And really, this is an incident that probably could have been avoided if the boaters had complied with the request to move their boat so that one of the river boats could safely dock. Right. And this happens in Montgomery, Alabama. This is the city that we get to see 25-year-old Dr. King walk onto the scene. Uh, we get to hear about the what Rosa Parks did. Uh, that kicked off the civil rights movement. And it, this all happened in Black August. If you look at my page uh, on um, Facebook, you will see that the last issue of the Georgia Star, we put Black August has arrived. And Black August is that month that something black is going to happen every single month. It's interesting because... Um, the March in Washington, uh, that's, that's August, uh, Marcus Garvey's birthday, the Nat Turner Rebellion, I mean, on and on and on. And that came out of uh, the prisons back in the 60s because of the, there were many political prisoners during that time. And, and ultimately, they came up with this idea of Black August. I know about this because I was, uh, when I, I ran the law school newspaper at Howard, I would send uh, newspapers out to all the political prisoners. And then I was becoming educated on some of the things they did, and that's how I found out about Black August. And it's so interesting, on August 5th, this is what happened. Um, if you think about Angela Davis, she came about as a result of uh, the something that happened in the Marin County uh, Courthouse, uh, the attempted freeing of the Soledad brothers that included Jonathan Jackson, where they took a judge, a prosecutor, uh, as well as a, uh, some jurors, and ultimately they were unsuccessful. It's interesting, Tupac talks about this in Soldier Story in his first album. Uh, Angela Davis, bodyguard, and how they connected her to the cases. Her, she was a professor, but her bodyguard uh, was, uh, his gun showed up at that courthouse, and ultimately she went on the run, and people held these signs up, you know, in resistance, saying Angela Davis can stay here. But this is all Black August, and this happens on the, on the 5th of Black August, uh, and 
interesting that that attempt at freeing out the prisoner that happened on the seventh. And that next year, and that's seventy nineteen seventy one. That next year, Jonathan Jackson was killed in a uh, rebellion. And so Black August is here, y'all. <laughs> You're right. And uh, Opio, you know, the original reports was the that the black man who was originally assaulted uh, was a security guard. But it turns out he was actually co-captain of one of the boats down there, um, which explains how this uh, this situation kept escalating uh, down there. He had original people who kind of came to his defense, um, including a 16-year-old uh, young man who – jumped into the river, swam across the river to the dock, got out, and, and started handling business with grown folks. You know what I'm saying? But then it also speaks to the crew, you know, when the when the other the boat finally able, was able to dock. The, the crew members coming off that boat and coming to, uh, you know, seek uh, vengeance for what happened to this co-captain. Man, on the riverboat. Man, it's it just so many symbols and symbology, you know, from the door, the black, the black cap up in the air, uh, to when that cap came down, you know, it was it was a brawl that that happened. You know, what's interesting is the brother that swim called. They they calling him Aquaman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I like they called him they called him another thing. I like Sea Murder the best, but you know, I was in the Navy, uh, and if you wanted to be a Navy SEAL. One of the things that you had to do, you had to swim a distance, and then you had to run. After the swim, first of all, a lot of the brothers, you know, in boot camp, they couldn't even swim, so you couldn't even get into Navy SEALs, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, just after the swim alone, you're going to kind of start changing your mind. But to see him swim across there, uh, swim the, the, uh, across the, the length of a pool, pull yourself all the way up, and then do, say, 50 jumping jacks and see what happened. But this 16-year-old went over there and handled business. Really, really interesting uh, because the, the, the riverboat that he was on was called the Harriet. And, you know, people saying, oh, you know, because of Harriet Tubman, I think there was something by some lady named Harriet Lane or something like that. But it was the Harriet, too. And, yeah, he had crew. Uh, they came down, and, and uh, so often black people talk about we don't stick together, and, and when something goes down, you know, uh, uh, we don't know what to do. Uh, well, we got to, to see something different in that. And you're talking about people that were heroes because they were actually sticking up for someone uh, that was assaulted and, and was being mobbed. And so everybody from uh, the uh, Aquaman to the chairman, you know, they were right in what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, the chairman, because I was about to talk about that next. The inf- he the pulled the chair out of chair nowhere like at- Bugs Bunny. You ever see Bugs Bunny pull that flash spot out of nowhere? He pulled the chair out of nowhere. And male, female, you're getting hit. Whoever you are, you're part of the brawl, you're getting hit. Because, hey, we got to stop this melee. Yeah, well, he looked. He, he stopped it all right. He looked like he may have gotten a few tutorials uh, from former pro wrestler Dusty Rhodes, who's been known to clear a few out a few places with his chair when he jumps in the ring. And certainly... You know, he, this guy got that chair, and, you know, I, like I said, I don't know where the chair came from either because it, it's not like there's just chairs just sitting around the dock. <laughs> but, hey, 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 Chris, you know, I, I got a um, – one of one of the favorite cars I got, I got this ATS Cadillac, right? I done put I done took my, my regular chairs out of it. I got folding chairs in my car right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's, let's talk a little bit about, and, and I, I don't even—I hate to go into this with you because I know where it's going. But let's talk a little bit about the black women involved in this incident as well, because 
they refused to let the white women intervene with the altercation that was taking place among the men, and they really saw up and close, up close and personal that there's more than a few black women who could be mentioned in the pound-for-pound conversation when it comes to fighting. Oh, not only fighting, but commentating. You know, so, yeah, we saw the sister jump in. This was gorgeous, as a matter of fact, if you see the picture, the later on pictures. But the, the sister that was commentating, she was going, boom, boom, boom. It was kind of giving you the play-by-play better than any sportscaster you ever heard in your entire life. But, yeah, it's really interesting. But, you know, black people have to be careful. You know why? Because white folks get their licks back every day. Because they are the judges, they are the police officers, uh, they are the governors. And so while we celebrate this, what we need to understand is the importance of why they want to take away affirmative action. So we can put ourselves uh, as highly educated people in those positions. So when there's blowback, it, it won't harm us. You know, so I had I, I the black people just remember, you know, what the how they get their licks back. And it's a set up, system set up already where they get their licks back every day. So that's why, you know, when you look at black people that look at what's going on and, and that particular thing that happened in the celebration, black people have a right to celebrate because too often we're um, receiving uh, less than, you know, even in our victories, uh, there's always seems to be some kind of loss somewhere. Right. And I know people seem to be interesting because there's many black people, like you said, they've chimed in on social media and other places that are talking about how proud they are of the response uh, that black folks had towards this incident. In your opinion, what is the drive? What is driving the reaction of black folks as it relates to this incident? Black, po- black people have always, always been like that. You know, in that black area, in that black Bible Belt area, black people will fight back. You know, that, that, and the next day they would do the same thing. You know, the problem is we just never see, uh, we don't talk about enough uh, our victories. Um, I, I mentioned the Nat Turner Rebellion that happened in August, you know, 1831. Um, but that's just one rebellion. There are a number of different rebellions where black people have seen victories. We just don't see those victories. Uh, and when we talk about uh, us not being unified, 80-plus uh, percent in one political party is unity. Right. Right. And, you know, Opio, there's many things being thrown around about this incident. It's, it's an incident that um, I think many people will remember for some time soon. It depends on uh, how history will preserve this moment or, or not. You know, some people are, are called the Montgomery Ball. I've heard it also called uh, the Montgomery Sweet Tea Party. I've also and even the swimmer, uh, people were referring to him as as uh, Scuba Gooding. But I think that in order for this moment in time to be preserved properly, I think black folks are going to have to frame the narrative the way that black folks feel it should be uh, uh, framed uh, and to, you know, talk about the fact um, that what happened and why it happened and why we still need to push forward uh, in terms of freedom, justice equality and so many other things in this country yeah we have to tell the story and years and years from now we hope that even if it's two thousand years from now we hope that you know it's not a situation where it looks that the same way the boston tea party is like that where you never even mentioned that the number of black people that were a part of the boston tea party 
never even mention it. You never even hear. It. And then Christ being white, white, you know. So we have to tell the story, you know. And and so often, you know, those people that are hollering and telling that story, so uh, very much so, are seen as crazy. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Or sometimes people have to hear from somebody white. Uh, black people have to hear from somebody white in order to believe it, you know. So. You know, we have to tell the story, and we have to tell it our way. That's why you have to support the black press. Yeah. All right. Well, Opio, I thank you for joining us on today's show, um, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend, my friend.